Monday morning, everyone. This is the Locked On Georgia Tech Podcast. My name is Bryce Kuhn, and we are so glad that you have made us your first listen on a wonderful Monday morning. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. And it was a busy weekend if you're a Georgia Tech fan. We're going to have a loaded show for you once again. But first off, we want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. Well, if you're brand new to the podcast, I know we've had some people trickle in. We launched this last Tuesday. And guys, you have absolutely destroyed the projections that I had on this podcast that some people over at Locked On did. The Georgia Tech community has come out in full force, and we are excited once again to continue this podcast in a full week cycle here on this Monday morning. If you're just joining for the first time, my name is Bryce Kuhn. I cover Georgia Tech recruiting, football, and basketball over at GoJackets.com, the official 24-7 sports site for your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. And we have a loaded show. Obviously, the biggest news surrounding this Georgia Tech football program is the addition of Chip Long as the offensive coordinator. It was named yesterday afternoon. We're going to talk about what Chip Long brings, his resume. Then we're going to dive into... Your Monday mailbag questions, the first ever time that we've had a Monday mailbag, and I'm telling you, I'm excited to answer some of the questions that you shot me over on Twitter. Make sure to follow me at Bryce underscore Coon. I'll be on Sunday around 10 a.m. I'll be posting a tweet for you to drop your questions in for Monday morning's podcast. We are excited to fill that as well. And then we'll talk a little bit about that basketball game over at McCamish the other day, Sunday that is, as Georgia Tech falls to North Carolina here on the Locked On Georgia Tech podcast. Make sure to follow us on all social medias. Get involved as well on social media. Reach out to me as well as we make this podcast about you. Well, let's dive right in here and let's talk about Mr. Chip Long. Chip Long was named the offensive coordinator officially late Sunday. Sunday. The rumors were coming in on Saturday, but Sunday it was made official that Chip Long would be indeed the OC. Now listen, I want to talk to you about what this means. A lot of fans were looking for a splash hire. I get it's not the flashiest name, but I want to paint a picture of... I don't want to say painting a picture of rainbows for you, but I think this has the potential to be a very, very good hire for Georgia Tech. I want to walk through his resume and what he brings to this Georgia Tech offense. Obviously, everyone knows him as the Tulane offensive coordinator, but more importantly, from 2017 to 2019, Chip Long served as the offensive coordinator for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So let's go ahead and get this right here for you. We're going to start with a kind of the timeline. This upcoming season will be his 17th year of coaching. He started off as grad assistant in Louisville and Arkansas from 06 to 09. He saw his first real role come at Illinois as the tight end and fullbacks coach from 2010 to 2011. After a three-year stint at Arizona State, Long was named the offensive coordinator, tight ends coach at Memphis. This is key. We all know Memphis has the potential to have some high-scoring offenses. Well, they did. And Mike Gornville's first season at the helm, underneath him was Chip Long, and this Tigers offense averaged 38.6 points per game, 463 yards per game, 304 through the air, and 159 rushing. That Memphis team finished 8-5 and five overall, and they lost West, to Western Kentucky in the Boca Raton Bowl. But what's impressive about Chip Long, I think what is off the field, is he parlayed that one season at Memphis to land the offensive coordinator position at Notre Dame, where he served from 27 to 2019. 
when you go back and you look at what Shift Long did at Notre Dame, I know there's been some people already in my comments, oh, you know, all this and that, but whether Notre Dame fans accept it or not, the stats back up that he authored the two highest scoring seasons of Brian Kelly's time at Notre Dame, along with two of the four best gaining offenses. The big game performance was something of an issue because when Notre Dame, under Notre, at Notre Dame, Chip Long's team, they would go 32-6 and six in the three seasons he was there. In those 32 wins, here's the key for you, it averaged 38 points per game. But in the six losses that the Fighting Irish had with Chip Long at the helm at the OC position, they only averaged 13 and a half. Less than half of what they did in those wins. That might be a cause of concern. Interesting to deep dive and kind of look at that more. Notre Dame's six losses during his tenure in South Bend, they only averaged 13 and a half points. So against elite competition, Chip Long's offense did struggle. Now, after Tommy Reese was brought on at Notre Dame and Chip Long was not retained, he found an analyst job like seemingly everyone does nowadays in 2020 at Tennessee. Working with Jeremy Pruitt and that staff, also working with a quarterback that's currently being courted in the transfer portal by Georgia Tech. You all know who I'm talking about. But after that 2021 season, Long was named the offensive coordinator at Tulane. And this is this is where I think you can get kind of where, where recently we're sitting. Listen, Tulane struggled this year. There's no doubt about it. Two and ten on the season. But there were some bright spots. But there's a caveat, and I want you to understand that. Because when you first look at this and you say, oh, gosh, Tulane's offensive coordinator, and I've seen people comment this, they're, they're mad, they're frustrated. But in the first game of the season, Tulane put Oklahoma on upset alert. You saw what they could do. They eventually fell 40-35 to 35 in that game, if you remember, it's way back when, around, I'm, I'm going to guess and be correct in this, that was Labor Day weekend. The Tulane defense was bad, abysmal. The offense has prom- had promise coming into the season, but their offensive line did them no favors. They allowed 27 sacks. With a quarterback injury, they had a faulty O-line, and they had a high number of drop passes, which I don't foresee that being an issue in Atlanta. But they had that issue. So they had that problem. This is an offense that really could never get it going because of that. They did finish the season averaging 27.8 points per game and 368.7 yards per game. This is my take. It may not be the splash hire that fans were hoping for, but there is promise and there is creativity in this hire. You're going to see a lot of play action throwing the deep ball. You're going to see an emphasis on the run game between the A and B gaps, pulling guards, tight end motion. Remember Leo Blackburn? When he comes back healthy, I think he's going to be featured beautifully in this Georgia Tech offense. So in my opinion, with the weapons that Georgia Tech will employ at the, and deploy at the receiver and running back positions, which we already know is there, even with the loss of Jameer Gibbs, and hopefully an improved offensive line, in my opinion, the tools are there for Chip Long to find success in Atlanta. There's no doubt about it. Jeff Collins is going to hand the keys over to Chip Long. He trusts him, and now we're going to see how it works. We're going to see how it works. I think it has the potential to work out well. This, to me, was a good fit. There's reason to be excited about Chip Long coming to Atlanta. Yeah, I get it. It's not Dan Mullen. It's not what Zach Kitley. You know, I, I was high on Zach Kitley, but this is a pretty this is a pretty good hire, in my opinion. And Jeff Collins turning over 
the offense and handing Chip Long the keys. If they get better execution, this is going to be something very fun to watch on the flats. You're going to see the maturity. And a key note, too, Chip Long will also be the quarterback's coach. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. But Chip Long officially named the offensive coordinator at Georgia Tech. It's it's interesting. It's different than what we thought. It was a fluid situation. But a week to the day after Dave Patineau was let go and not retained, Georgia Tech finds their man in Chip Long. So Chip Long's the offensive coordinator when – We're going to touch here in a second on some of your questions. It revolved around the offensive coordinator position, but indeed, that has been named. So we got some Mailbag Monday questions coming right up after this message. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this service. It's so easy, and I know you will too. PrizePix is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. It offers more props than anyone in the world, and it offers all the star players, the Bryce Youngs of the Power Five, but it also offers some of those top-tier mid-major players you might not really have heard of. PrizePix offers any prop that you can think of from yardage, touchdowns, and even interceptions thrown. All of your users that deposit and use your promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100. You hear that? If you use the code promo code locked on you will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 and listen it's really easy to use you pick 2 to 5 players an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times and the biggest thing is it's just you against the projected numbers you're not going up against anybody else it allows for mixed sports entries and listen you can go download the apps on the app store or google play today and use their award winning app and the entries can be made in less 60 seconds or less it's really that easy PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals where so that you can get your money. So listen, don't hesitate. Check out PrizePix.com and use promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix. Once again, promo code LOCKEDON. That's PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Back here on Locked On Georgia Tech, and we're going to dive into some of your Mailbag Monday questions. I can't wait to answer your questions. Remember, at Bryce underscore Kuhn on Twitter, around every Sunday around 10 a.m., I'll be posting where you can comment in the thread with your question. We're going to pick some out. and So I'm going to give a shout-out to some of the Twitter names right here, and it's going to be really fun. I got my man Dana Cravey over on Twitter, at America1970. He says, Bryce, what recruits do you think can be added for December signing day, specifically ones that haven't verbally committed already? You know, I was talking with um, a good friend, Ron McKenzie, about this. And, you know, I think this class is going to hit 25. But I think it has a potential for more with some of the transfers. The biggest one to watch out for, I've put a crystal ball selection in for him. This is a high school. It's B.J. Diacotti. Uh, he profiles as a Charlie Thomas type, plays high school ball or played high school ball with Zach Pyron. There's been a big endorsement there. He's going to be deciding between Vanderbilt and Georgia Tech. This is a young man who's a good athlete. And with development there, Dana, I think this has the opportunity to be a good situation. B.J. Diacotti, watch out him for him from Pinson Valley, Alabama. I got my man uh, AFETS4 on Twitter. It's BeatLSU, hashtag DeVoe for Player of the Year. As of right now, Bryce, what do you think about the future of Georgia Tech football? Do you think there will be a major improvement, or will we just stay below average? 
Also, do you think Coach Jeff Collins really is the guy, or are you just hopeful that he is? Like, out of a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you in him? Appreciate the question there, AFETs, for. You know, I think the future of Georgia Tech football, listen, changes had to be made from where they were currently a couple years ago. They weren't set up in a position to compete with the best in college football. And while fans are frustrated at the current situation, it's also telling and it also shows really how far behind the previous regime was in the modern day of college football. And I think it's a little bit of a wake-up call to Tech fans, and it shows also what's been happening in college football over the past decade and where Georgia Tech has missed the bar due to the regime they had. I don't think it's a bad thing. Obviously, they had some winning seasons. They went to some Orange Bowls. They won an Orange Bowl. But I think the future of Georgia Tech football is very imperative this offseason. We talked about earlier with the hiring of Chip Long. Jeff Collins going to be a potentially, and from everything I've heard, will assume the defensive coordinator. He will call plays on the defensive side of the football with Andrew Thacker moving to that linebacker coach position full-time. But Georgia Tech is, is in a big situation AFETs over on Twitter. Appreciate the question. They're in a big situation this year. This 2022 season coming up will be very, very big for Jeff Collins. Now, I think the future of Georgia Tech football is bright, but I think that Jeff Collins has to get the job done this year. We can talk about numbers. We can talk about where they need to sit, but this is a big year for Jeff Collins. I think it is indeed. He is the guy. He was going to take the ability to surround himself with X's and O's, and I think Chip Long can be that. I got my good friend Kearing T1 over on Twitter. He goes, Bryce, what offensive playbook style best fits Georgia Tech right now? You know, this is an interesting topic because the offensive line struggled, and that's why I think that being creative is important. You know, I felt like there was a lack of creativity in the offensive game plan. It was almost kind of like beating your head into a wall. You wanted the scheme that the, pre- the previous offensive coordinator had to work, but you didn't have the players. And I felt like there was a reluctance to change it. And I know you, a lot of you, if you let me know on social media, you kind of felt there that was there too. So, this new, and, and going back to the question of what's, what kind of scheme, to me it's all got to be quick hitting. It's got to be quick hitting stuff. No, it can't be slow developing because the until the offensive line improves, which I think, and, and let's be honest, it has to improve from this past season. Just by the virtue of people getting older and more experienced, you would think it has to improve, especially with some of the chatter around the transfer portal that happened this weekend. If Paul Tachio and Pierce Quick come in, that's going to be huge, and I think they both do. I know that was another question, but I think the scheme right there, it has to be something that's quick hitting, cannot be slow developing offensive plays. They don't have time for that. There's not enough time for that. Got a basketball question from Knight underscore GT. He says, Bryce, basketball question here. Why didn't Passner grab a big man from the portal this past offseason? Does he really think Howard and Saba is the answer in the paint? And you know, Knight, I like where where you're going with this. I like where you're going with this because obviously there's some concern. We're going to talk about that game. But I think the biggest thing that you have to be aware of in this situation was the current roster. When you looked at the current roster makeup, Moses Wright exited. You had Rodney Howard. You know, Howard's already been better than he was last year. You had Saba. 
You have Jordan Mecca. That's three bigs. You add in Khalid Moore, who can play the four. You add in Jordan Usher, who plays the four. This, and sometimes plays a small five. I think with the new age of college basketball, they currently felt like they had some room to develop, and they felt like with their leadership. Now, that's not saying that they couldn't go out and get somebody next year in the portal. But I think the biggest thing is they felt like between Saba, Mecca, and Howard, they could make do while also seeing Khalid Moore, Usher, and play the four, and even to an extent, Debo Coleman, if needed be. You're going to see a lot more positionless basketball. I think Georgia Tech's going more of that way, to be honest with you. Appreciate the question there once again. Uh, one more question right here before we kind of rack up. Uh, my man Bart Galloyd over on Twitter, he's been an avid follower. Appreciate you, Bart. How will this affect recruiting? You know, anytime you bring in a coordinator, I think it's important to understand that that's going to bring other players into the system. It's going to attract different talent that maybe you weren't in the running for. So from a recruiting perspective, yeah, I mean, listen, if you're more creative on offense, Bart, there's going to be opportunity for other players that maybe weren't looking at Georgia Tech, but they say, man, that scheme kind of fits me. I think that's huge. I think it's huge. When you're more creative offensively, guys look at the program and they say, man, I want to go play there. I want to be able to put up some numbers like that. That's why I was so high on being more creative offensively. Let's be honest. It wasn't like that. But it gets me excited when you talk about you know, some of the players coming up, especially a DJ Moore type from Archer High School. I mean, there are some bona fide players that are going to benefit from this, and I think you're going to see a rise in recruiting. Listen, you can't knock Jeff Collins for what he's done recruiting-wise. He's been fantastic at it. So I think the time is not now for us to sit there and say, you know, it's been frustrating the results on the field, but recruiting-wise, bringing in Chip Long, and that's what my man Bart was referring to, bringing it in Chip Long is going to benefit this team. It's going to allow for more players to get a look at Georgia Tech who want to make it be explosive. And that's all you can ask for. We appreciate the questions. Once again, every single Monday, we're going to have that Mailbag Monday. I'm going to put on Twitter on Sunday around 10 a.m. Eastern. Drop those questions on. I appreciate everyone that did that. I know there were some questions I didn't get to. A lot of it was about the OC. We do indeed now know that. But we do appreciate that. Enjoy that community as well. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some hoops as Georgia Tech fell to North Carolina in their first ACC matchup of the young, young season. Bet Online has you covered all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season winds down, but bowl season's right around the corner, we continue the march, and Bet Online should remain your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. What do you receive? Just 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use your promo code, our promo code, locked on to receive your bonus. That's 50% off your welcome bonus on the first deposit. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right up to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So once again, go to that updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, put in that promo code locked on for 50% off your welcome bonus. BetOnline, where the game starts. So it's the holiday season, and you want to grab a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better, 
Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate. And you get the best of both worlds because it's amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, but it's high in protein, delicious and healthy. There's so many flavors to choose from that you'll have a hard time choosing. Raspberry and mint brownie? How about cheerier double chocolate? Cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? All of those sound fantastic. Like I said, delicious and healthy. And listen, for me, Built Bar gives me that extra full fuel that I need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. We know what kind of time of year it is. But if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, you're feeling a little bit down, Built Bar can give you that jolt, that extra something to keep you going. So put one in your jacket, your purse, your pocket. You never know when you're going to need it. Because listen, it's the season of peace and love. And I can tell you this, do not bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor that they're going to fight for it. And things could get out of hand. How about being friends with Santa? We know Santa's about to come just around, so tell Santa to throw a few Bilt Bars in those stockings with so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. How about you like some marshmallow type of treats around the holidays? You need to get your hands on Bilt Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallow through and through, different flavors, all covered in chocolate. And here's the offer. Go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off your order. It tastes so good, you will not believe they're filled with protein. They've provided me that extra jolt just to get through the day, and so thankful for that. Go once again to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your first order. Back here on Locked On Georgia Tech, your daily place. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every morning. You guys absolutely killed it. Absolutely killed it on those first week stats. We want to keep that rolling. So share it with your friends. Let them know that this is the one-stop shop to get your Georgia Tech news. The, let's make this the number one Georgia Tech podcast on the internet. And you know where to find us on any of your favorite podcast listening forums. But listen, let's talk a little bit about hoops. We've talked about basketball before. We talked about the loss to Wisconsin, the Big Ten ACC Challenge. But the big one for me, guys was this game coming up, the kind of the weird game that was, you know, put in on a Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock, Georgia Tech versus North Carolina. And this was a game where I think what I talked about last week came to fruition. When Michael DeVoe had a tough game, where would we go for points? Where would we go for points? DeVoe finished with 13 points. He had three steals, a block, three rebounds, an assist. He finished two for three behind the arc. And, you know, the biggest thing for me is Khalid Moore had 13. Sturdivant had 11. Debo Coleman had 13 off the bench, including shooting 75% from beyond the arc. North Carolina just kind of caught fire. And it's one of those games where you can say at half, obviously tied at 31 all. But North Carolina down the stretch, I mean, they finished shooting 10 of 17 from beyond the arc. 58%, almost 59%. And then when you flip over Georgia Tech, they shot 37.5. You know, they shot 46% from the field. It's not a bad night. But it's more one of those things is North Carolina got hot. And listen, this is a talented team. I told you all when we came into the season, Georgia Tech was not going to surprise anyone. That wasn't going to happen this year. They're the defending ACC tournament champions. 
And that's the big thing. North Carolina came to play. So when you look at this game, you know, R.J. Davis of North Carolina scored 13 of his game-high 23 in that second half. The game was tied at 31 and all at halftime, and that was after North Carolina overcame a nine-point deficit behind a really a stingy defense. We knew Georgia Tech had a good defense. DeVoe came into this game as the nation's leading scorer with a 25-point average, but he was limited to 15 points. I'm sorry, not 13, 15 on 6 of 13 shooting. But I think the biggest things we saw in North Carolina is they won with balance. Four players finished with double figures, including Caleb Love with 17 and Armando Baycott pitched him with 15 and 13 rebounds. He had a double-double. But the biggest thing is the lack of rebounds for Tech. North Carolina limited the Jackets to just eight rebounds in the second half, and they really tightened up on defense. The last time that Georgia Tech led the game was at the 15-46 mark in the second half when they had a 39-38 lead. From that moment, from the 15-46 mark left in the game, the Tar Heels outscored Georgia Tech 22-5. And a sequence that clued three three-pointers by Davis and another by Ford Brady Manick. They hit four in a row. And on the defensive end, they backed it up. They were in DeVoe's face, and they forced somebody else to shoot. And first-year head coach Hubert Davis was, was you know, he, he said this. He said, I just thought we were really good defensively, with the exception of a, probably a seven-minute stretch in the first half. I thought we guarded better than we've guarded all season. They're a very, very good team. We just played very well. And that's one thing that's frustrating, because Georgia Tech really played better for much of the first half. They built the nine-point lead on a steal and dunk by Khalid Moore. But the Jackets got outscored 17-8 to to even the score at halftime. You know, this is something I think continue to see the development of this team. It's interesting. We're going to have to find some consistency on offense. I feel like this is just a t- tad bit too erratic for my liking. You know, they hit a respectable 46%, but they didn't. there wasn't many good shots. It was all tough shots. And gr- give credit to North Carolina's defense. Like Hubert Davis said in the postgame, they played very well. They were solid defensively, and they did what they were supposed to do. Jackets also just had eight assists a team. That's something, if you've ever listened to a Josh Pastner press conference, he says he doesn't want to beat the ball into the ground. He wants to keep that ball moving. Coming up for the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, they're going to take on LSU in the holiday hoops giving, and then they head out west to take on number 20-ranked USC before coming back home to Georgia State. Pivotal key three games. These nationally televised games, well, they've dropped the previous two. It would be huge if they get a win in State Farm Arena. You need to make sure that you're going to be there as the Jackets take on LSU. Well, listen, we appreciate you for making our first you our first listen of the morning. I am so thankful for the support that we're seeing everywhere. When I see these numbers, I can't think about any more about it than just creating this community with you guys. You knock it out of the park. You're ready to listen. I had some of you guys saying, where's where's the podcast? Where's the podcast when it came out a little bit later than expected? But you guys have done a fantastic job, and I can't thank you enough. Find it on podcast platforms. Subscribe to it. Follow it. Let us know. Remember to follow me on social media, at Bryce underscore Kuhn. I've appreciated it, and I ask you tell you one more time, thank you for making Locked On Georgia Tech your first listen each and every single day. Now, you know, go make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. 
Listen, everyone, I appreciate it as always. We're going to come at you once again on Tuesday. We're going to have another loaded lineup we'll have to talk. We're going to have some cool interviews as well later on this week. This has been Bryce Coon. This is Locked On Georgia Tech. We say so long and have a fantastic rest of your Monday.